following is a presentation of the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Cougars basketball is on the air. Dawson Baker behind the back to Spencer Johnson. Lobs it up. Oh! This is Cougar Pregame Live, brought to you by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. To get you ready for BYU versus UCF, here's your host, Cleon Wall. Good afternoon, BYU basketball fans. This is Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Today, the BYU Cougars, well, they're making me a little jealous. They are in Orlando, Florida, taking on the UCF Knights. Yeah, I know it's only in the 60s in Central Florida, and it's a bit cloudy there today, but have you seen the snow we've had, you know, lately? I think I might take some clouds and highs in the 60s. Of course, if I was in Orlando, I probably wouldn't be at a basketball game. I'd probably be at Disney World. Okay, enough with the weather and where I would rather be. I'm in Utah waiting for more snow. The location of where BYU is today and the opponent for today's game, that's pretty interesting. Before the conference season started, I thought BYU had three good chances to win on the road in their first ever season in the Big 12. Number one was West Virginia. The Mountaineers are 0-2 in conference, and I still think that could happen, that BYU could win in Morgantown. Number two was Oklahoma State. The Cowboys are also 0-2. They played Baylor pretty tough at home before losing, so that one's going to be one to watch. The last candidate was UCF. That was until this past Wednesday. Rebound, C.J. Walker, loose on the ground, bodies go diving for three seconds to go, two seconds to go, it won't matter, the shot's up, it's no good, and UCF wins, the Knights have knocked off number three Kansas, it's a court storm in Orlando. Thanks to 96.9, the game for the highlight, UCF beat the number three ranked team in the country 65-60, to My initial gut reaction to the Knights' victory was, well, does BYU have any hope when it comes to winning on the road in the Big 12? Of course they do, but it does make you wonder. It makes you wonder because, you know, we found the road a bit rocky if you're a Cougar fan after two games. BYU lost at home to Cincinnati and then played better at Baylor but still left Waco with a loss. Johnson bowls his way to the free throw line. Stops at 10 feet, leans in, passes out of it, or maybe blocked out of it. Loose ball, 50-50 on the floor, won by Langston Love. Love has it in backcourt, 30 seconds to play. It's a nine-point lead. Baylor is on its way to a 2-0 start in the Big 12. While BYU is 0-2, turnovers are one of the big reasons why. 14 against Baylor led to 18 bare points. 18 turnovers against Cincinnati giving up 17 points off those miscues to the Bearcats. Part of this is sloppiness, and part of this is physical conference basketball. BYU needs to adjust to in both aspects. Another reason BYU has lost their last couple of games is defense. This team needs to figure out how to play defense without fouling and discourage drives to the basket. I would love it if BYU could emulate St. Mary's, which was a team that played physical basketball, and discourage drives that ended near the basket without committing too many fouls or help from other guys. That may be a tough task in the Big 12, but the Cougars need to figure something out to play better defense in conference play. Even though BYU is 0-2, they've already lost at home, and this UCF team maybe is better than we expected, I think BYU is still in a pretty good place. Maybe I'm putting a lot into the last game. Maybe it's just the fact that they've been competitive against Cincinnati and Baylor, and 
now know how they're going to need to play in the big boy, Big 12. It's a reevaluation and adjustment time. I think this team can still do this. This is the same team that struggled at times before the conference season began and was able to make adjustments in the game, or in-game, I should say, and not get too flustered. There's really no time to get flustered now. There's still 16 games left in the season. There are wins out there to be had. Why not make win number one against UCF this one? Why don't we make it number one? It will be interesting to see if we can, if they can make those adjustments and quicken the pace, play better defense, get out in the open court and get easy baskets. I think that will lead to loose players and possibly some victories. Uh, before today's game, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, caught up with assistant Cody Figer. Figer said this Cougar club knew what they were getting themselves into when the season started. Yeah, I mean, uh, we knew it was going to be a physical deal every single game. Every single opponent, we're like, oh my gosh, these guys are really good. This player's really good. This guy's a pro. This guy's that. This guy's this. Um, it's exactly where we want to be, playing against the best every single night. Um, and yeah, this league is, it's a monster. It's a monster. The travel, everything, everything that comes with it just makes it even bigger and tougher and, you know, something we're, you know, we're excited we're in right now. It really sharpens the competitive senses. No nights off. Every game is a similar situation in a lot of ways. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very similar. You know, I just actually got done watching the Iowa State versus Houston game. And that was like two heavyweight fighters just beating the daylights out of each other. Um, and, you know, it's just something like you said, Roops, right there. Like, it makes you sharper every single game, right? Like, Kansas played UCF, what is that, three days ago now, Wednesday, two days ago. And, like, UCF was ready for that game. They were sharp and ready to go. And, you know, that's this stinking league every night if you are not all in you got a chance to get your butt whooped so we got to be all in every single game locked in UCF was picked to finish 14th in the 14 team league they beat Kansas you guys were picked one spot ahead of them you're ranked your metrics are high and you're playing the way you're playing just speaks to the depth of this conference yeah <laughs> yeah just every time you look at the scores you know Everybody's right there, like Iowa State, Houston, right there. Um, Kansas State, I mean, whoever they're playing. Every single team just feels like they're a top 25 team. You know, I, we looked at that first weekend, and six out of the seven games that were being played that that first day had a team, one or two in the top 25, six out of the 25, six of the seven games. So it is just unbelievably, you know, every coach is – off the charts every player's off the charts like this is a it's uh it's a grinder man the points have been harder to come by from non-conference to conference play for you guys so far but you knew this was a great defensive as much as it's a great league it's a great defensive league especially 100 yeah every, every time you know i go from baylor who's a top 50 team defensively to you know cincinnati was a top 25 team defensively you got Central Florida here. They're a top 20 team yep. defensively. And you can go down the line. And then we also got, like, the top one with Houston and Iowa State. Every single t game, points are going to be hard to come by. And it's just going to be harder and harder all year long because scouting and things like that. So we have to be relentless offensively. 
and um, that's just something that we're seeing day day in day out. Like, well, you think you like UCF, you know they're a dang good team, and then you look down the line, they're unbelievable athletes, six ten and across, and um, yeah, it's just it's just crazy to see it. You know, we watched the you know Kansas UCF game, and uh, it was the brother that played at Kansas, and now he's he played at Santa Clara, and now he's there. Parker Brown. Yeah, Parker Brown. Yeah. Watching Kansas play against UCF, Parker Braun is a legit 6'10", 230. And watching that game, he looked like he was 6'6", uh, 200 pounds because he was getting blocked at the rim. And, I mean, it's it's amazing what what UCF looks like and plays like. And that's just this league. Like, he was, like, maybe the third tallest guy yeah. in the WCC right. to looking like another guy, another guy out here. Yeah. So... It's amazing. What do you hope translates best from what you had done out of league to what you're trying to do in league? Uh, for us, it's our, our frenetic pace, right, like that, and playing in transition because for our team, we don't have the world-class athletes that UCF does or Kansas does, so we have to play with incredible pace and, and fight every single game. And then defensively, we have to protect the paint. You know, we have to protect the paint, and I, we did an unbelievable job of guarding the three-point line, but also protecting the paint in the non-conference. So both those things, you know, we have to take a another huge step. And also our offensive rebounding. You know, we, we didn't offensive rebound against Baylor great and Cincinnati great. So that's something that we're still pushing and fighting to to get better every single possession here. Um, and, and it's so fun because, like, this Baylor team is really good really good and we were toe-to-toe with them all game long same with this Cincinnati like we feel like we're right there we just need to break this thing open finally you knew there would be nights where you get knocked down in this league and you've been knocked down a couple of times to start conference play the guys the togetherness has been such a signature of this team how does that part of the vibe feel coming into UCF oh these guys are all in all together you know it's a tiki a tiki's birthday and the guys are so fired up and like they're spending so much time with each other. They're playing video games in the rooms, or they're hanging out and talking about scout stuff. I mean, this this is the most team together team we've had, and they care, right? And that's exactly what you want on your team. They're like, you know, they're in timeouts, they're in whatever, and they're talking through everything that matters through this game, and and also before practice, after practice, you know, pregame meal, you hear them talking about stuff. I mean, it's just it's incredible the kids that we have here and uh yeah so lucky to be able to coach these guys and be here at byu lucky to be able to talk to you as always and uh good luck to your packers against the cowboys as well it's a big one on sunday roots um i'm you know for for the packers this year i'm happy to be in the playoffs but you know you get greedy you want to win you know so two big games this weekend yes, we got it's two win weekend for two you win weekend and uh you know we're excited about it coach speaker thank you as always thanks brother it's a two-win weekend, too. I mean, I hope the Rams beat the Lions coming up on Sunday. Yeah, We'll see if that happens. Coming up next, we'll head to Edition Financial Arena for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Zions Bank, 
For 150 years of helping you succeed, Zions Bank is for you. Let's take you courtside and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Well, welcome back into Cougar Pregame Live. My name is Cleon Wall. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Mark, how are you doing this afternoon? Cleon, my friend, I am doing well. I'm in the uh, cloudy state of Florida, but man, it's... I'll take it. It's a, it's a respite from the Utah winters that I understand is going to get very wintry for you, so I'm happy to be here. Exactly, exactly. Hey, um, you know, it's interesting. Real quick question for you. You've been, you've been used to traveling the West Coast for, what, 11, 12 years with BYU basketball and the WCC. I want to talk about adjustments, yeah. but I want to know what has your adjustment been like getting used to now? I, I know we're barely three games in, but I mean... You've already gone out to Baylor. You're in Florida today. Are you are you able to adjust to this schedule right now? Well, I miss Malibu. I'll tell you that. And uh, San Diego is nice, but uh, you know, you know, Orlando's not too shabby, and uh, and even Texas is is nice and warm. And you know, I got to visit Chip and Joanna in Waco and and uh, Universal <laughs> Studios here. So you know, it's they, they've all got their benefits. I. I, I don't know what benefits Lubbock will have next week, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, oh, it'll it'll be nice and windy there for you. I, I can promise you that. Uh, I, I, Mark, I, I've talked a lot about adjustments in, in the previous segment of Cougar Pregame Live. If you could pick, like, a couple of adjustments, maybe one on offense, one on defense, what, what adjustments do you think BYU needs to work on coming into this game against UCF? Yeah, well, I would say... Uh, uh, offensively, they need to reduce the turnovers. They've had quite a few turnovers in these games, and, and that's really hurt them. You look at a team like UCF, who's a terrific defensive team, and they kind of hang their hat on block shots and turnovers, and so that that's going to be big. Kansas had 18 turnovers here the other night, and so it, it, it doesn't get any easier for BYU, but I hope they make some adjustments and just kind of get used to it and get used to the length and quickness and athleticism and, and realize – some of the passes that I used to make, I can't make anymore because they'll steal it. Or a shot that I, I used to shoot and make it is going to get blocked now. And, and they've got to kind of realize that very quickly. And so they're not giving the other team, you know, points off turnovers, easy points in transition. And uh, that, that they've done so well up to the last two games in that regard. Uh, but as we all know, Big 12 is different. So they've got to figure that out, keep the turnovers down a little bit. So that's offensively, defensively. It, it, there seems to be a pattern that in the second half teams are, are getting to the rim and having a lot of success off the dribble getting to the rim. Uh, and I'm not sure why it, they're having more success in the second half than that, uh, than in the first in, in that regard. But I think BYU needs to make more adjustments at halftime, switch up the defense at times, go to a – they have a nice little half-court trap that they run. They have a, a, a pretty effective zone. Just try different things because – they're not particularly great at on-ball defense. And if teams are, are attacking and getting in the paint and you have to have big guys help, and it, it's just it can be very difficult on you. And so I think defensively, obviously they, they could do a better job on-ball defense, but I, I think the, the right adjustment to make uh, is kind of change your strategy a little bit and switch up the defensive looks so a team doesn't get comfortable saying, okay, 
we can take them on the dribble and even if we miss at the rim we're going to be able to follow it up and score it uh and if, if teams start to figure out that they can do that against BYU they just keep going to the well and you you've got to throw different looks at them to stop stop the thing that's hurting you at the time you mentioned turnovers I've mentioned turnovers one of the guys who could have helped out today taking care of the ball is Dawson Baker I know he's only played in a few games but he's a veteran who knows how to control the game it seems like a bit of a blow that we haven't been able to see him more because from the you know few games that we have seen him play he he's able to handle the pressure and he's also able to dribble and get his shot and also get it out to to the right guys too yeah and he's more of a a, a guy that, that can spell Dallin Hall in, in, in a point guard way I mean you can do different things like play Jackson or Spencer at the point and get by even Ali Khalifa run, have him out at the point running the offense but just as a true point guard a guy that can really handle the ball and distribute and also create on his own Dawson is terrific and BYU fans will see that eventually I mean his his foot injury just has not gotten better so I doubt we'll see him the rest of the way this year and that's that's too bad because they could really use his, his scoring ability and I, I just hope that you know whatever he does if he gets the foot redone or, or whatever he has to do that it, that it'll be more effective this time so that he can come back and have two good years because I think he's a pretty special player and people will see that uh, when when he plays and I, just a few minutes that I saw him he seems to have a real knack for creating a shot uh, attacking the basket and, and uh, you know helping helping out the team so th- th- they'll need him it'd be nice to have him this year but I just don't I just don't see that uh, unless something really dramatic happens here and that, that's too bad because he could help a lot yeah especially when it comes to you know controlling the game and and ball handling and things like that hey Mark let, let's go to the big guys you've got four big men on this team who it, it feels like they all need playing time because their skill sets are all just a tiny bit different how do you find playing time for all of these guys? Because it seems like each one of them has something that you need in a game. Yeah, well, there, there may be games when you, you don't have what you need, and so that, that'll take care of the, the playing time because you just won't get any in that game. And, and that, that, that's tough as a player. You know, you want to play every game. You want to, you know, feel, you feel like I can play in every game. And so that's a challenge always to manage when you've got multiple guys and managing time and managing personalities and egos and so that'll be that'll be a challenge but you know what i'd like to see at some point now that everyone appears to be healthy that you get you know play play a couple of those guys at the same time foos and and and, uh, and ali khalifa at the same time and see how that works and be able to throw multiple combinations in there but you know it, it's it's nice to have different options. It would be ideal if you had all of those options combined into one player that could do all of it. Yeah. Uh, but that you know that those guys kind of guys are rare. So you do with uh, what you have. But it, it is important to have a presence down low, a real you know, and that's why you, why you've missed Foose and Foose has looked much better last game and will continue to get better. Uh, but he, he's a guy that is a, a scoring offensive presence in the paint that you can. You know, get a touch. Even if he doesn't score, you get a touch down low. It collapses the defense. It helps out your three-point shooting. So it's important that Foose, uh, you know, be out there and be a threat offensively in this league because otherwise teams just o- totally overplay the three-point line, which creates turnovers, which creates frustration and creates difficult threes, whereas you're shooting before you're shooting open threes. Now you've got a hand in the face from four or five feet beyond the three-point line. And that makes a huge difference, obviously. So the big guys are incredibly important. And, and just to be able to match the, the bodies that you see 
in the Big 12. Uh, you have to have size down low. There's just no substitute for it. And, and BYU hopefully will kind of get back in the flow with their big men now that Foose is healthy. One guy who gets all the playing time of the big men here on the radio broadcast is Mark Durant. Mark, thanks for joining us for Cougar Pregame Live. Have a good call with Greg today. All right, my friend. Good to talk to you. See you. Good ya. to talk to you, too. Go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust after a quick timeout. We'll have more of Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. With more Mountain America, Cougar Pregame Live, here's Cleon Wall. We have been presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics, here on Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll send you to the Addition Financial Arena for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. With Greg Rebell, you're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Zions Bank, for 150 years of helping you succeed, Zions Bank is for you. Let's take you courtside and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Addition Financial Arena in Orlando, Florida, where three nights ago the fans stormed the floor because the home team, the UCF Knights, the Big 12 rookies, beat the mighty Kansas Jayhawks, the nation's third-ranked team. The Knights overcoming a 16-point deficit on the way to their first win over a ranked team in four years. Now they look for back-to-back wins over top 25 foes with the BYU Cougars in town. The Cougs reeling a bit on an 0-2 start in the Big 12. I'm your play-by-play presenter, Greg Rubel. I'm sitting alongside my 27-season broadcast partner, Mr. Mark Durant. Mark, today's matchup uh, pitting the teams picked by the coaches to finish. Last and next to last in the Big 12. BYU, of course, has exceeded expectations in the non-conference part part of the schedule for sure and finds itself highly ranked and in the polls and the metrics. UCF, meantime, well, they just get the biggest win in the first week of Big 12 play. So we've got a pair of, let's say, uh, overachievers going head-to-head today in Orlando. Yeah, and, you know, BYU has kind of been the underachieving overachiever in conference play. And then how about UCF? They get drilled by Kansas State their first game, but then they come here and they beat Kansas of all people. So that kind of tells you a lot about this league and and what can happen every night. But obviously UCF's a very good defensive team, and BYU has struggled in conference against good defensive teams, turning the ball over, not shooting particularly well from the three-point, other than Trevin Nell, who's been off off the charts. So this is a a real chance. But but this, this game is... Super, I think, you know, you tell me what you think, Greg, but I think it's just absolutely critical for BYU to come here and get a win. I mean, you don't want to start off 0-3, and then you've got, you know, you could go 0-6, 0-7. I mean, you've got to break the, take the lid off. You've got to get a win. You, because as good as the locker room is, as good as you feel about each other, if you're losing multiple games in a row, you, you see some cracks. There's a lot of frustration. Notwithstanding the great win that UCF had the other uh, other day, this is a game I think BYU should win and has to win, in my view. This is a big one. I agree with you, Mark. We'll hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope right after this as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Orlando, Florida on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
It's time to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope as we return to the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Here's Greg Rubel. 12 and 3, BYU visiting 10 and 4 UCF here at Edition Financial Arena in Orlando. The night's coming off only the second ever sellout in the history of this building. And many of those 10,000 plus fans stormed the court after UCF's Wednesday night win over number three Kansas. UCF was fined 25 grand by the Big 12 as a result. It was a, an early attention grabber in what promises to be an intriguing Big 12 campaign for sure. Time now to hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope. Our conversation presented by Zions Bank for 150 years. Zions Bank has been serving the communities where you live, work, and play. For financial experience you can count on for the next 150 years, Zions Bank is for you. After taking on the top three-point percentage team in the country on Tuesday in Waco, BYU this afternoon takes on one of the top shot-blocking and turnover-forcing teams in the country. Coach says getting shots off becomes the challenge in Orlando. Yeah, they're a t- top 25 defensive team in the country. They're um, they're incredibly, I mean, they're massive. Uh, they're just, they have so much size and so much depth of size. And they got so much length. And those are the least two impressive things. The most impressive thing is how hard they play together. They play so hard together. Um, that's how you host a team like Kansas and kind of run them out of the gym, just physically dominate them. And that's certainly what they've done here. They went to K-State and got handled pretty well. And then they find themselves down 16 to KU at home. And, I mean, some teams might get a little sideways there. Yeah, it was really interesting because they um, they got off to a great start, a 7-0 start, uh, played well. And, and then Kansas, like great teams too, made a little run. But I think this Central Florida team just believes that they can – they can just go for long stretches without allowing you to score any points, and so they're always in the game because they can just turn off the faucet. and And uh, they certainly did that against Kansas. We're really dominant. It was really great game planning by Johnny, who's one of the great human beings in college basketball. And I, I say that um, wholeheartedly, um, just as a as a person and a mentor to these kids, and and, and an example of what college coaching should be. Um, but really great for him. Uh, you know, they j- just threw, for example, they just threw a one three one out there, one possession in the first half, and then went to kind of a 3-2 pack-it-in zone, but didn't introduce it until the second half. It was really, really effective against Kansas. Um, and that was one example of five or six, uh, you know, kind of game planning things that he did that were really, really effective. You're one of the best teams in the country at not getting your shots blocked, and they make their living on shot blocks. Yeah, um, it's, it's it's super interesting. Like it's a three-two, uh, th- you know, kind of a threes versus twos, high-paced uh, uh, offense versus a you know a, a stifling defense kind of um, kind of game tonight. Um, and so it's going to be really fun. Like it, you know, it's how great is this league? So mm-hmm. let's go. Did you see progress from game one to game two for your guys? Absolutely. Uh, I felt like our, our approach um, was better. I, I, I liked our mental side of the game against Baylor in the second half. We just couldn't actually physically get the job done on that given night. Um, but I think that, you know, we're, we're growing and learning, and, and hopefully we can do that fast and, and see a better result in Game 3. All right. Uh, this UCF team, as good as they are defensively, they do have a couple of guys who can go off, uh, some good shot makers. Yeah, they do. Uh, their point guard is really, really dangerous. He's a three-level score, number three. He um, 
you know, he's shooting the ball at a good clip. He's he's got a really good burst. Uh, his stop to to full speed is is really effective. If, you know, a savvy veteran veteran player. Uh, the three man uh, twenty four is a you know is a career forty four percent three point shooter although he hasn't shot it quite as well but against Kansas he's I think four for seven from the three point line but really really physical can Barkley you down in the post uh, is great off the bounce um, is a hungry scorer and they have a couple bigs a couple non traditional bigs at six eleven and six nine that come in off the bench and can really really shoot it. Uh, Diallo, number 11, their center, was really incredibly effective against Hunter Dickinson as an offensive post player. Not only made some buckets, shot it well from the free throw line, but got Hunter Dickinson in a foul trouble the whole game. Uh, Hunter, Hunter, Hunter was in, in foul trouble, and there's not a lot of guys that can do that. So uh, they have a lot of ways to really attack you. They, they are a, a heavy to the rim, heavy athletic, heavy offensive rebound, really pushing transition team um, that's, that's in moments can be uh, deadly offensively. Another great challenge for you guys. Coach, thank you for the preview. We'll talk to you post-game. Thanks, Steve. All right, that's Mark Pope leading us into today's keys to the game, brought to you by your local Ford stores, BYU Basketball, Build Ford Proud. Mark Durant, what are your keys for BYU and UCF this afternoon? Well, UCF's the top 20 defensive team. They, they really want to turn you over. They turned over Kansas by 18 the other night. So that number, and then BYU struggled with it. So that number's got to come way down. I'd say 12 at this building. You have to have 12 turnovers or less. And then... Again, the defense for UCF, they, they, they keep teams under 70. If you get to 70, you'll probably win. And uh, BYU has been, what, 60 and 72 in their first two games. It's not going to get easier, but unless they get to 70, that will have meant UCF's defense has won the day. All right, those are Mark's keys to the game as we go to break. This reminder to go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming your way right after this. We're live from Edition Financial Arena in Orlando, Florida on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic taste of BYU ice cream, now also in a convenient pint. Also brought to you by Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 30 years. Let's head live to the All-Pro Capital courtside seats. Alongside Mark Durant, here's the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good afternoon again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back Courtside Inside Edition Financial Arena on the UCF campus in Orlando, Florida. This afternoon, BYU looking to stop a two-game slide by taking on a UCF team that has won four of its last five, including Wednesday night's comeback shocker over number three, Kansas. BYU and UCF meeting for the first time all-time in the first of two games scheduled for this season. Knights will visit the Marriott Center next month. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel and Mark Durant with you for play-by-play and commentary. Our studio host today is Cleon Wall. Coordinating producer, as always, Terry South. Control board operators, James Finlayson and Derek Dungan. And our studio editor is Maya Tippetts. Our BYU radio engineer, Barry Squires. And you are tuned in on the new skin. BYU Sports Network, satellite radio flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Over the air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're also on the BYU Radio app and at BYUradio.org. 
Well, when BYU finished the uh, the non-conference schedule at 12-1, and the hope was that the Cougars could carry that momentum into Big 12 play with an opening schedule that looked, let's say, manageable. Home game against Big 12 newcomer Cincinnati. Tough game at Baylor. Then a game at a UCF team that was actually picked to finish last in the league and got smoked at K-State in its league opener. But BYU loses the home game with Cincinnati. Loses another halftime lead and the game at Baylor and now gets a UCF team that just beat Kansas. Mark, not a must win for the Cougars, but pretty close to it. The schedule only gets harder from here. Today's game, like you noted, feels really big for BYU. Yeah, I'm going to guess it depends on what your definition of must win is, but if you go 0 for 3 and then with two winnable games, I think, for on your schedule, and then you've got Iowa State coming in next week. They beat... Houston uh, the other day, a couple days ago. And, and then you go down to Texas Tech. You think, well, maybe we get that one. But Texas Tech beat Texas at Texas. And, and and then it just gets even harder than that. So if you're talking about which people were at beginning of conference play, that BYU could actually compete for a conference title, you, you certainly have to win this game. I mean, I know the Big 12 is going to be a bloodbath, but you can't go 0-3 or 0-4 or 5-6 and, and hope to win this conference. So that's a big one. But then if you start putting all those losses together, you even start wondering about your chances for the NCAA tournament because you can play yourself out of that. And just yep. a, a week or two ago, we were talking about a three seed for BYU as a shoe-in. So you've got to right the ship, get some confidence going forward with this schedule. All right, coming up after this break, we'll hear from UCF head coach Johnny Dawkins as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Edition Financial Arena in Orlando, Florida. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back courtside and rejoin Greg Rubel. Back on the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show ahead of BYU and UCF. One of the earlier games on a seven-game Big 12 slate. Getting late in Lawrence. KU bouncing back after a loss to UCF, leading Oklahoma 74-58 in a ranked versus ranked matchup. KU, of course, coming off that stunning midweek loss here in Orlando. Jayhawks led by 16 in the first half before fading and falling by 5, 65-60 a short time ago. I spoke with UCF head coach Johnny Dawkins about what that win meant to a program that was picked by the coaches to finish last in the Big 12 before the season tipped off. Well, I think it was important just for us to show that we're capable of, of playing and competing and, and winning. And uh, I think that's very important for your program, for your players, for our community. And so just really happy with uh, our guys' effort. And uh, they gave us an opportunity to have a good game. The fact that it was a comeback from down 16, what did that show you about your team? Uh, resilience. You know, I've said that about our group all year long. Uh, the one thing is we keep competing, keep fighting. Uh, we had a tough outing our first night versus K-State. They're terrific. The environment was amazing there. Uh, and they did a great job of now allowing us to get in position. Uh, we were fortunate at home. I thought our crowd inspired us. It was electric. And we were able to rally and, and uh, come back and uh, make it a really good game. Is there a unique challenge in uh, coming down from what was a huge high on Wednesday and taking on uh, a team maybe lesser regarded a few days later. Well, I've ultimate respect for, you know, Mark and his program and what he's done there. He's been terrific. Uh, there'll be no let up from, from our standpoint because we have, like I said, a great deal of respect for BYU and what they do. Uh, you know, you always have to be on guard because everyone was so happy after a win of that magnitude. And so we tried to get our guys back down to earth, you know, as fast as we could. Now, we'll see as we move forward, in, you know, in today's game. But, you know, I thought our guys did a good job in practice yesterday. We were focused on, you know, staying in the moment and not living in the past. And, and that's how you have to approach it. 
is there a number one thing on the to-do list against BYU? Well, I mean, I mean, I've watched them. I mean, what a team. I mean, their ability offensively to score the basketball. They have terrific shooting. They have bigs that can score on the low post, bigs that can pass on the perimeter. Uh, and, and they're one of the best defensive teams in the nation, which, you know, it's rare to see that combination. So for us, we just have to go out there and play hard for 40 minutes, hopefully give our guys a chance to be in position to be successful. But uh, I love how BYU plays. I love how they're being coached. I think Coach Pope has done an amazing job. You gave uh, CJ and Ibrahima Diallo their first starts the other night. Did you like what you got out of that decision? You know, I did. I thought both of those guys gave us some experience on the front line. Uh, they, they were active, and they made a lot of good plays for us. I mean, it may not show up in the box score. I think Ibrahima's will more so than CJ's. But I, I thought their, their activity was really good for us and kind of gave our guys a shot in the arm. And you're facing BYU for the first time since your Stanford days. I know. It's been a while. But like I said, having been out west for almost a decade and, and watching the BYU program and now watching under Mark's leadership, they've done a terrific job. They always have. And, uh, and they're in a great conference now. And it's going to continue to enhance what they do. Coach Dawkins, thank you for the time. We'll see you back in Provo. Hey, thank you very much. That's UCF head coach Johnny Dawkins. BYU fans, if you've had any cars on the injured reserve list, Doug Smith Kia has some promising new prospects on their lot in American Fork. To see the full scouting report, visit DougSmithKia.com. BYU store Cougar Tip-Off show continues from Orlando on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant, courtside here at Edition Financial Arena on the UCF campus in Orlando, Florida. Saturday matinee today as the Cougs play for their first ever Big 12 win. Cougs off to an 0-2 start in league. The Knights are 1-1. As BYU got off to that 12-1 start, one of the major storylines was the emergence of Jackson Robinson as a true go-to guy. He was putting up 20-point games and leading BYU and scoring off the bench, started getting some NBA draft buzz. But since a 28-point outing against Denver in mid-December, Jackson's averaging under 7 a game, 31% shooting, and there was a sprained ankle in there too. Mark, Jackson still leads BYU in scoring, but he's slumping, and it coincides with BYU losing back-to-back games for the first time this season. Well, Jackson was the story of the preseason in a lot of ways, and so a lot of these coaches have, have identified him as someone they need to stop, and I would credit the defenses against Jackson. that he's hard. It's hard for him to get an open look, and he's having a hard time creating on his own. He's going to have to do better, and maybe as Trevin keeps playing well, maybe some of that focus will shift to Trevin a little bit to help Jackson out. But even more than Jackson, I, I think Noah Waterman has to play well. You look at the three losses for BYU, he's gone 0, 7 points, and 0. He's shooting 1 for 16 from the threes in those three losses. Otherwise, he's played really great, and so it's not hard to see where the problem might be when BYU loses. It's because Jackson, like you mentioned, and Noah don't play well. All right, final word before tip-off coming your way next. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show live from Orlando on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Here's Greg Rubel. Tip-off of BYU and UCF just moments away. Mark, BYU put up some pretty amazing numbers in the non-conference part of the campaign. 
Now, the three-point number actually has carried over from non-conference to league. BYU still making a big number of threes per game, but every other number has taken a hit as BYU's gotten into Big 12 competition. This league is for real, especially on the defensive end. Yeah, turnovers is a problem for BYU. And then finishing games, they seem to get overpowered at the end. Teams say, we're done messing around. We're just going to drive and score, or you're going to foul us. And fouling has been a problem for BYU. So they've got to be smarter down the stretch. And find a way to finish these games. Tip-off of BYU and UCF next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.